Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center for Inclusive Child Care, and I'm here once again with Priscilla Weigel, an inclusion consultant with the Center. Welcome, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. So we're going to start a new series today, and we want to talk about sharing uh, when concerns arise and sharing concerns with families. And so specifically today, we're going to talk about when we see developmental concerns and really start kind of at the foundation and talk about what are developmental milestones, why are they important, what do we need to know about children's development sort of in general. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good? Sure, yes, and it's important. I was just talking with some teachers the other day, they were doing kind of a a preschool year um, training and one of the teachers was saying that she felt like she overanalyzes things where she you know is always thinking about the why behind the behaviors and everything which which I think is is something that we we want people to be looking at when we when you think about what we do there's a lot of background information that goes into that day-to-day stuff those interactions that we have if we don't have a firm handle on how the children in our group are supposed to be following this developmental path. Where are they supposed to be now? Where are they going? Where have they been? All those things. That's how we frame our whole day. So if we don't have information about that, that's just you know right up here in our brain, it's going to make it difficult. And we're not going to be really doing our job to the fullest that we really can be providing children with learning and challenges that are going to help them step to that next level. So help our listeners understand some of the domains that we're talking about when we talk about development. Well, social-emotional is very, very important in early childhood. It's something that I think has been forgotten sometimes when you think of really our goal is to help children learn how to be people in society, in this world of interacting, conflict resolution, all those things. So having a good handle on social-emotional development and understanding what are some of the red flags that you might see, what are some of those things that would tell you that a child is really not developing the tools that they need to interact successfully. So that's one area. Their cognitive area, sometimes we spend too much time worrying about that, but I think having an idea of what a child is capable of doing. We expect toddlers to sit for a long story. Well, their brains just can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and not that we shouldn't have high expectations for children, but just understanding, you know, developmentally, what they can actually accomplish in a in a successful way instead of setting them up for failure. So that's um, looking at just their language skills, their receptive language. How are they understanding that incoming information? Their expressive language. How are they saying what they think and feel and need? Are they communicating to others? Um, you know, their sensory realm, understanding what we're providing for them as far as an outlet for sensory activities throughout the day, not just the water table when they first walk in, but something, you know, every 60 to 90 minutes throughout the day, giving them that outburst of sensory and energy. And, you know, a little boy that I was just, a classroom that I was in the other day, there was just two-year-olds. And when you look at the activities of their bodies and what's going on, the first thing that came to my mind as an observer was, there's not enough rough and tumble play here. This little guy is seeking it out in an inappropriate way. I mean, he 
tackled a girl by grabbing her by her ankles. Typically, you don't see a two-year-old doing that, but you can kind of see where he's coming from. He needs something more. So providing that, because there wasn't anything mm-hmm. at that point. For a, a long time, he was seeking that out, so providing that um, sensory outlet. And then I'm drawing a blank right physical here. Physical development. Physi- yes, physical yep. development. So that kind of moves us into that rep level. How are we encouraging them to climb and, and motor plan? Um, you know, just what are we providing as far as outlets for those types of skills to be developed and, and to, to be developed in a safe environment where a child knows they can go through trial and error and and you know the child who goes for the monkey bars and the teacher says oh no you're not old enough to do that yet well you know what maybe they want to get started on practicing so that means I have to be there to support that child because maybe it's a little further off the ground than they're used to be doing but saying no you're not old enough to do that is saying to that child stop and their body's saying, I want this. I need to practice this. My, my muscles are telling me I can do this. So things like that, being aware of that. And when we work with children and we're needing to look at the whole child in the context of all those developmental domains, and so sometimes we may feel like we have better knowledge about one area mm-hmm. and maybe we feel, wow, we don't know as much about this other developmental area. And so we want to make sure, as in on the last podcast we talked about, and you encouraged people to get more training and professional development, mm-hmm. and this is certainly an area where we would want to encourage listeners to find out more if they feel like they need to know what are some of the markers or milestones around children's mental health or mm-hmm. social emotional development. What should a two-year-old typically be uh, expressing or doing with some of their behaviors mm-hmm. um, and so forth. And that's there are a lot of resources out there, certainly on our website and, and in many other websites as well, mm-hmm. just to give people a sense of what expectations should be, which leads us to the whole notion of developmental milestones. And maybe you could talk a little bit about milestones and the value of a milestone, maybe even a little bit about what that concept means. Well, when you think of a mile, when I think of a milestone, I think of it as a marker of development for children. So every not every child is going to turn one and immediately get up on their feet and start walking. However, that is a typical realm to expect that happening. And there, there's a range of what is typical within those milestones. So it's about six months on either side. So you, you can help parents and yourself by reassuring a parent who says, all everybody else I know, their one-year-old is already walking. And, and what's going to be happening here? Why isn't my child? And when you, when you have a good, good feel for milestones in those in all those developmental domains you can say to a parent you know what I look at your child in their language skills their cognitive skills their social emotional Mm -hmm. growth and everything I'm looking at the whole child and that's my job and I see them developing along a real healthy path and maybe they're a little bit lagging on the gross motor realm but you know what I'm not concerned about it because I see them moving typically through these milestones. They're not stopped. They're not stuck. I'm seeing the whole child develop here in a, in a healthy pattern. And that just, to a parent, oh, it's a huge sigh of relief. But as a provider, if I don't know that, if I don't have right. a good confidence and a good confident feeling about that, I'm not going to be able to reassure that parent. One thing I also like to talk about when I'm teaching classes 
is about the cultural aspect of milestones as well because um, sometimes we may have children who um, come from other backgrounds who, uh, unless we know their family background, um, we may assume a lag in development, for instance, when in fact it's a cultural, uh, either priority or not a priority in that Mm -hmm. culture. And so we have to be very cognizant of cultural differences too, because our milestones are not necessarily reflective of all cultures. And so sometimes a child may seem less, they, they may not be achieving independent skills, for instance, Mm -hmm. if that's not emphasized at home. So again, looking at the context of the whole child is really important for us to get a whole developmental picture of a child. Mm -hmm. And and an example of that would be, I was in an infant program, and a baby was appearing to have gross motor delays. Well, as we talked about things more, it it came out that grandma was living with the family and she was helping care for this child and it was very much a traditional role of the grandmother and the caregiving to provide this baby by provide for this baby by carrying this baby where she needed to go and holding her a lot and you know that type of thing so this child wasn't getting a lot of encouragement to move gross motor wise because she had all these people doing these things for her. So then helping as a provider to encourage parents to understand that, yeah, we, that's, I understand that that's important to you, too. Let's, let's try to help her move toward the next level developmentally in a gross motor way by providing her with opportunities throughout her day to move and, and use those muscles in different ways. And, and so the, the teachers really had to think through how they were going to present that to the family. But when we you know, got more information from that family, we understood, oh, it's not necessarily a delay, it's just a lack of exposure and opportunity. Yes, that's a very good example, Priscilla. I do want to let listeners know that on our website, www.inclusivechildcare.org, we do have developmental milestones, and also um, there are developmental milestones on the Center for Disease, Centers for Disease Control mm-hmm. website, um, particularly around social-emotional, and there's also some good um, milestones on the um, um, there's a speaking and hearing language website that is uh, it's the and that is also connected to on our website as well. There's a link where providers can also go and find a, a good milestone chart around language and speech skills as well. Wonderful. Um, so I think this is important and it really segues mm-hmm. to what we many providers understand the value of development and, and probably know a lot about development, but then the part that becomes difficult is how do I know when development is maybe a concern mm-hmm. or is there a red flag? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast. Great. Thank you, Priscilla. Thanks. That's all for now. See you next time.